will make you fall at the same rate. You're not going to accelerate. And you can pull the chute when you get down to around 8,000 feet. So right. maybe that's what happens. But there's some rule like you can't jump out of a plane at 30,000 feet with the parachute. I don't know why, but... You, now you like, saw... Okay, Go okay ahead, I just got to tell you something else. He goes, put it on autopilot. And the, the co-pilot goes, we can't at this altitude. And then uh, our pilot goes, no, 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 we can, we can, just to appease the guy. But in the turbulent weather on autopilot, it's all flying all around. Okay, she just has to get humiliated, you know. They all hit their knee. Ah! <laughs> this film is good at this moment. This film right, right now is very funny. And Now, you saw Fast X Part 1, the Fast and the Furious movie? No, of course not, no. Okay, well, there's a scene where they're on a commercial airline and John Cena and a little kid escape the okay. plane because they have a, uh, a smaller plane in the Inside luggage department the, okay. and they just open up the commercial hatch and the, the mini plane flies out and nobody on the flight no reckon notices it. I promised you two episodes ago that I was going to watch the Fast and Furious movies. No, I didn't. I No, I didn't. I said no. it was the, it was, it was Matrix guy movies. The uh, the John, Keanu, yeah. Oh, John Wick. You John watch Wick. The Wick. Yeah, I still yeah. haven't done it. I still cannot bring. Okay, now he's turning on the gas. This film has got suspense and what is he doing? And this is a good film right this second. Yeah, I agree with you. Like the whole premise is kind of boring, right? Like they want to be stewardess and the school yeah. just wants to take their money and get them expelled. Get them out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Now, now if something's happening. Okay. So now he's going, you know, when he, when he opened up the hatch, I was like, what the fuck? You know, yeah, right. you know, it's true, but you don't know where the hatch is. It does seem very elaborate. Like he must've prepared for this. Yeah. Now the, Remember I said that you wouldn't hear the wind blowing? He will open the bay doors and you will hear the wind. It's appropriate. She's like, I hope you guys like cherry on your so, 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 Sunday. This Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Now what's when you got to do? It's... She's going to panic outside. I wish I could... This director's name is Ken Blanc Blancato, and this was... He didn't do much. He did this, The Book Thief. He did a, a Max, which is that dog, army dog movie. Uh, huh. This is his premiere film. And I don't know why the third act, like why it got good, but it did. Okay, so there goes Mad Bomber for the rest of the film. He's going to jump now. And he'll be out. All the luggage is leaving. And he loves it. He loves that all the luggage is flying out. <laughs> Boy, this guy is so weird. I mean, if you're suicidal, I get it, right? You blow up a plane in a blaze of glory. But you want to make sure you live. And so you're going to jump off the plane. Right. Yeah. And he's got no cause. And Well, he's just crazy, I guess. Okay, now. Who can fly a plane? Well... Milo, but he failed well, it. And he Alf was learning how to fly a plane, right? So was Philo. Right. 
So they're going to do what they did before. They're going to take their seats and be, but there's a problem. Philo cannot fucking see with his binocular vision. Maybe maybe George can call his friend uh, the Fonz to knock the hit the cockpit. Do do one of these. Donnie most went on an episode of. um, uh, Let me just pull it up here. Howard Stern. No, Chachi. It was the one with Chachi. Charles in Charge was what. Oh wow. And they had an episode with Charles in charge in which he was playing a guy who won the lottery. And he goes, happy days are here again. And they kept doing that throughout the this episode. Like he would give them knowing looks like he absolutely knows who Donnie Most is. And Man. Okay, now they got to find a bomb. Philo's like, if my guess is right, he planted a bomb on this plane. They were like, a passenger's missing. And he goes, let me guess, 31B. And they're like, you're right. Look oh, that was her moment. Oops. Oh, her clutchiness will save the day. Right. She found the bomb. Really? She found a copy of Stewardess School? Right. It bombed in the theaters. Uh, you know, she was, um, she spent three and a half years on Broadway as an understudy for, uh, 42nd Street, and then wow. luckily for her, the lady got sick and she took over the role. Oh, there you go. Dream but she didn't go true. on to do much else except for uh, Three's Company. But the thing is, out of 500 women, uh, jo- Jack Tripper sort of had a, you know, John Ritter had a little connection with her, and 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 she got chosen out of 500 women to play the uh, part. I, I remember the show. Did. Yeah. Can try to recapture that three's company magic. That's right. Is it magic? So now that um, George Jefferson's chair was disturbed, he's like, what's going on on this flight? I'm going to find out. And he like goes into the cockpit. Okay. Now Donnie most has the bomb and this scene like really features Donnie most like all throughout the film. He's been like a one liner kind of character. But now yeah. he'll get a moment in which he actually is the center Physical. of the scene. Yeah. Anybody know anything about bombs? Got a bobby pin? Yeah. Oh. Let's move over, Kojak. Somebody Yeah, I guess. And then he calls him Kojak because Kojak is bold. No. He goes, does anyone have a bobby pin? And they think it's about the bomb. And he goes, thanks. Right, he puts it in his hair. But then Donnie says, move out of the way, Kojak. Holy shit. I hope you're in a good mood. Apparently not. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Screw this. Ah. Now you know the old movie you click the wrong wire to blow up. Sorry, I'm new to this. Let me check my notes. Green wire, right? No, no. Cut the red wire. Where are they going? I'm not clear on that. The cabin empties out. Like they all go to the back because there's a bomb. They're public about it. I've never heard of that. I cut the wrong wire. 
This thing could go off in our faces. He finds so, out that Philo can't see and he's like, you're blind too? And he goes, I'm taking over! Right. Hey! Operation! It was nothing! He didn't do it. I think it's time for Plan B. Plan B? Run. I knew it. I always knew Plan B was right. Run away! Now it oh, blows shit. up, and it blows a hole in the hull. But look, look at, at where they go, man. Wait, is her fat ass going to yes. clog up? <laughs> yes! <laughs> so her weight helps. Yeah, pressure is being going back to the cabin now. <laughs> Are you all right? She goes, are you all right? And then Wendy goes, it's raining outside. You know, because her butt's getting wet right now. That's good. This film is yeah. good right now. Yeah, I can land it on a dime. Wait a minute. He can't see either? No. I'm taking over. So as I said before, they've been like, he has binocular vision. So right. someone gets the good ideas, try these binoculars. So he looks that, through That's them. not how it works. Right. So he looks through them and he goes, no, no, it's not working. And they're like, oh, darn. He goes, wait a minute, oh. flip him over. And he looks through the little side. And he goes, I can see now, we're going to be safe. Hey, I, I got a question. I haven't flown a plane before, but why do you have binoculars in the cockpit? Yeah, that's a great question. I didn't even think of that. I mean, I've never flown a plane, so I I, I don't know. We're saved. Okay. okay, now, pretty much the, the good part of the film has now ended, but that's okay because we are at the very end of Act 3. They're going to land, and then they're going to go to court, and it's going to be the, like... Stromboli Airlines, you know, hero crew brought up on charges, mystery right. witness to testify. Now, remember that there was an FAA secret person. Right. On the Okay, so that is the testimony that's going to sink them or they're going to sink or swim based on this testimony. The secret shopper. Yes. Well, he's the FAA secret shopper. Is that how you say it? I guess he's the... Uh... Here we go. Now we still don't who know it? who is this it? New guy is. Now building I ruined things, building. but I won't bother ruining it for you because we're about to really find out. Right. And the camera is swooping right into it. They're doing a big effort to make this pay off. Oh, now I get it. The um, sadomasochism guy was that pilot. I oh, and that's the reason why he had the job. He was sleeping I didn't with. Realized that. Yeah, and those are the twins from Donnie Most in the beginning. We remember. Donnie, okay. are you okay? Now, who is it? Who is the guy? I don't know, but this Please first person view. Impressions of what happened on flight 106 to Atlanta. 
Now we break the 180 degree roll. It's the blowjob guy! Oh, right. Frankly, it was the best flight I ever had. Yay! Okay. All right. We'll take your word for it. We're done. Uh. That is our horrible ending. Everybody's safe. And she doesn't look. She's still blue. Right. Oh, there's Stroganoff. Yeah. Stromboli. We, we did meet her at the dinner scene when they were first hired. I didn't Yay. bring it up it that memorable. Oh, yeah, he had this line all throughout the whole thing. I knew he was going to say that when Donnie had no idea. Anyway, right. that's it. Da, da, da. That's it. Do school. Do it is. Up in the air. Do school. It's the greatest so, fucking job. Do it is school. Here's the credits. Let's see. Wendy Joe Spear. Carl, what'd you think of this movie? I thought this movie was bad. I am glad that I saw it. I I was really thrilled the very first time I watched it when I was like, oh, wait a minute, maybe this movie is good. And then the second time I watched it, I realized there's a cutoff point where it's good for the third act. I'd save the movie for me. But no, this wasn't a good film. I'm di I am glad I saw it. Yeah. You should see it for a few laughs. But yeah. if you miss this one, you'll be okay. It's one of those films where I wish it was better and then I could clock it off as one of those films. It just kind of misses the mark. I do appreciate seeing Don Most in the uh, actual movie. I think he did a lot of work on Happy Days and he, this is a chance for him to flex it. It just doesn't really kind of throw in. I'm a big Wendy Joe fan, so it's good to see her. I am now a big fan of, what, the Joker's father? Who the Ghost Rider's dad. Yes, I'm, right. Uh, I'm going to have to check up on him. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's just empty calories. It just kind of follows a format. <laughs> That's a good way to say it. Yeah, and it doesn't. Uh, I mean, it's not too insulting when it comes to you know. There's some insulting stuff in there. Getting rubbed by genitals and making a face. Woo! Uh, Brett Cullen is Philo's name. Brett Cullen is the actor. Red Cullen. All right, heads Brett, up. Well, I'm gonna have -E -T -T. to check him out. B R E T T. B R E T T. I wish it was better. It was. The, I do agree that the final scenes were f the f the best part of the films, but yeah, could could have been better. Uh, wait, is there any weird cr end credits? Ah, screw it. IMDb has this section called "Crazy Credits," and it right. didn't have that for this film. So, well, sometimes I always like to see, like, you know, did Oingo Boingo record a song on it, and was right. it shot in, in in Canada, or you know, it's fine, Carl. We want to thank you guys for watching. Stewardess School, a school for stewardess, 1986. Not to be confused with School for Sex, which we watched in the 60s. Yeah, that's, uh, yeah. That. that's a long time ago. Well, uh, we want to thank, maybe you watched it. You could go to mutinyradio.fm. We have an archive. It's listed by the date it broadcasted you. So you'll just do it on the YouTube. Guess. Do it on the YouTube. You see what yeah. is the full movie. Yeah, if you're watching this on YouTube, we have a huge back catalog on our on our page. Take a look at the previous movies. Carl, thank you so much for watching this movie several times, taking notes. Happy uh, to do it. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. We have a movie. I will, I'll let you know, Carl, in a couple hours. I have, I have okay. to just confirm something. But Perfect. we would like to see you guys next week. So 
take your poison. Watch us on YouTube, listen to us on podcast, or listen to us streaming first on mutinyradio.fm. There's a great music coming up coming up after our show, so stay tuned. Carl, thank you. Thank you, audience. We'll see you guys next week.
Just about everybody goes to the cafe Black Rose to drink, party, and eat. And if you ain't down, you better not hang around, else you sure as hell will get beat. The grease is nice and at a decent price, and all the bitches is fine. Muniradio.fm found round sound going down and around and around in the big town with a big sound. Your jazz is so sweet, you'll be patting your feet while sipping on a cold glass of wine. You can cop your bag of grief or skag and even some coke or some hash. But don't ask for no credit or they'll tell you forget it, cause hustlers only deal in cold cash. We had just finished greasing when the bitches started teasing for us to split and lay. Spoon's cunt collar was tight, which is understandably right after serving three years in a day. We about ready to split when our dead brother Harmony Grit, a runner from the south side of town. He was coming our way, so I figured we'd lay and hear about the happenings going down. Brother Grit was hip to all kinds of shit. I mean, there wasn't nothing he didn't know. He knew every hustler's name, including his game, and who did or didn't keep dough. We traded jive and slapped each other five. As Spoon silently checked him out, he had heard that Spoon was my ace spoon poon, so he knew what our hustles was about. He was his usual son, a spoon as well, clean from head to toe. He was dressed fresh down in a pitch straight brown, and his pocket was bulging with dough. Tension building up at the convention as the hustlers began to arrive. Must have been 9,000 or more that came through the door. The time was 11:55. There were pickpockets and dope pellers, murderers and thieves, card shop gamblers with aces up their sleeves, bank robbers, burglars, boosters and pimps, prostitutes, car girls, and all kinds of nymphs, loan sharks, swindlers, counterfeiters and fences, crooked politicians spending campaign expenses. Jack is awesome as boogies in the mob And anybody else who ever killed, cheated, or robbed Ex-Pug Lean Brown proceeded to pat us down While his fine broad checked our hats Brit nodded to him slightly brown Shook us down lightly, treating us like diplomats Brown let us slide, so we went inside With our 38 strapped to our chest Without making a sound, we slowly looked around With scope and all the rest of the guests So it was a whole lot to dig As our eyes swiftly scanned the place The decor was fine Everybody looked high As I focused on a familiar face It was Stingy Brim Slim And his crime partner Jim Two hustlers from a long ways back They were dressed to the bone And their reputations are well known Bagged in kilos of smack They were rapping Big Bill Wheeler International dope dealer About who was gonna win the night Bill had better grand on the main band who supposedly had his shit up tight. But me and Spoon, we just grinned as we continued to pin to see who else was there. We spotted finger popping Teddy and his call girl Betty, whose perfume had lit up the air. I recall the past and how Teddy's rep has spread fast for being so swift with his hands. 
From the wallet in your pocket to a ring watch or locket, we specialize in expensive brands. Now Betty, it was said, could kill a great boy in bed and make the chump submit. They would come before they came, then she would pickpocket the lame while telling him that he wasn't shit. My eyes caught a glimpse of two superfly pimps who had just come through the door. I could tell they were down from out of town just by the clothes that they wore. Like a peacock's parade, they strutted around on silk slacks, handmade, sporting tan alligator shoes. Decked out in colorful shirts of pink, yellow, and red, stitching a gold blue thread and acting like they couldn't lose. Spoon and I were impressed by the way these cats were dressed and how smooth they seemed to be. But there was one thing we knew for sure, and that's that there couldn't be no draw between us masters of streetology. We didn't find out till later from a booster named Ada, the monikers that these cats went by. They were known as Fudgy Carp from out of Harlem, New York, and his partner, Chicago Shack.
streets and woods around my house were a perfect setting for fake mischief. I would spend all afternoon pretending I had run away and I had to live on my own. I would bring Toll House cookies and a sweatshirt and try to make a fire. I would sneak outside of our house at dusk with a pair of binoculars and search the streets for murderers. I created scenarios in my head that I always managed to escape from. Kidnap fantasies where I would wriggle free from the ropes. Fire fantasies where I would save my whole family and jump from my window into a snowbank. Drugstore robbery daydreams where I would find a way to connect with the troubled teen and get him to drop the gun. After school, I would eat ravenously and then hop on my pink huffy bike. The bike read cactus flower on the side and as I coasted down the street, I would pretend I was being chased, riding fast and helmetless. I would look over my shoulder and pick a random car and decide it was filled with Russians. I would pedal furiously up to the edge of the woods and jump off my bike, stashing it in the bushes. And then I would pile leaves on top of me and lie very still, imagining how ridiculous those bad guys would feel when they realized they had walked right past me. Enemies had thick-tongued accents and fur hats. Do you see the girl? The small and scary boss would say, Yet. The big and dumb one would answer. I would pretend to wait until they were gone and then jump out of the leaves to get into the business of delivering the microchip into the hands of Pat Benatar. The business of delivering the microchip into the hands of Pat
better spent. Open up and try new things with someone you love. And finally, if you don't eat pussy, keep walking.
And finally, if you don't eat pussy, keep walking. Give me that pudding.
black dog. Thank you.
or download a podcast and you can listen on the go. Listen to live streaming radio or download a podcast and you can listen on the go. San Francisco Mutiny Radio.
sound of the popular singer is beginning definitely to slip. And we get into the manic cycle, of which, as you know, there is an elated and a depressed point. Well, in the elated point, the singer is still very cheerful, but nothing they sing about makes any sense at all. And you get the, how's that again, type of song. These are frequently used for one-minute singing commercials.
your picture that you gave to me and it's signed with love just like it used to be the only thing different the only thing new i've got your picture she's got you that we used to share and they still sound the same as when you were here the only thing different the only thing new i've got the records she's got you your class ring that proved your care and it still looks the same as when you gave it dear the only thing different the only thing new I've got these little things she's got you
kidding about that, that surgery but I'm very much against surgery. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, I have a friend uh, who uh, had it, and I mean had it. <laughs> you wouldn't have believed this job. I've known this girl ever since we were the same age. <laughs> and uh, I didn't recognize her. Now, that, that's how bad the job was. But she came up to me on the street. She says, hello, Phyllis. <laughs> I have found this, I have found this perfectly divine. <laughs> she can't talk very well. <laughs> I have found this divine new plastic surgery. <laughs> well, I said, well, I don't know how divine he is, but I'm sure he's new. <laughs> and she said, well, I just love him. I think he's marvelous. And he works very cheap. <laughs> I said, I can tell you something else about him. He's left-handed. <laughs> oh, we, we went to lunch. I couldn't eat. <laughs> you are not going to believe what happens when she chews. <laughs> Nothing hits. <laughs> and she's got food all down the side. <laughs>
that's the drunk to do when they all do that drunk. And they don't see that The drunks that they don't report are cafe drunks that they see time and time again. I call them white-collar drunks. Now, the best part of these guys is not when they're in the club watching a show, is when they first come in. Because they're really juiced out of their nut. But they drugged it, they don't want to be associated with drunks, and they just walk extra cool when they work. So no one knows they're loaded, they think. They're impeccably dressed always, clean shaven, buff nails whacked out of their skull. You think I'm drunk, don't you? No, Mr. you look perfectly sober. Goddamn right I am. walked in here. Boy, you're a real Milton Berle, aren't you? <laughs> Television, all those jokes. Listen, I... Hey, why don't you listen to me for a minute, all right? Pretty arrogant. Son of a bitch, you know. Hey, I'm talking, you know, listen to you want a little trouble, you son of a bitch, I'll give it to you, huh? Got the old one, two, you'll get it. It's the old zippo bang, and that's what it is. What I want to 
talk to you about, if you'll listen, is my dog here. Once there was a way 